Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Well Talk Podcast. I am so excited that you are joining me this morning or today. I pray that your morning has started off strong. I pray that you are um, just happy and healthy and just ready to go to work, ready to be productive, (laughs) whatever you're doing today. Um, Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Thank you so much for sharing. I pray that you will continue to share the podcast, that if you have not subscribed, that you will continue to subscribe. Um, And we're going to jump right in today. I'm super excited about this podcast, super excited about um, the topic. And I just, I pray that it is one that prompts you to repent. I pray that it is one that prompts you um, to know that God loves you, that God cares. I pray that it stirs something in your spirit just to remind you of who you are and that it just reminds you um, that you're not too far gone for God to to catch you and for God's grace to cover you. Um, so I'm super excited about it. It is the heart and the essence of literally what the Christianity is and what the love of God really looks like in our lives and in the lives of his people. So first, though, I need to ask a question. Um do you know anybody who, like, really loves bringing up old stuff? Like, like stuff that you would rather forget about, but they constantly bring up old stuff. Like, and at the most inopportune times, they do this. I know a couple of people who do this. Um, in fact, one of those people is the person I live with, uh, my seven-year-old son. That's crazy, right? Maybe he your own kids, throw you under the bus. But Kaden is famous for bringing up stories and memories at the most inopportune times. And I just be looking at him like, really? Like, really, dude? And so I'm just glad that I don't live a double life or anything because it would not be double anymore. (laughs) Like, thanks to my child, everybody would know about my life, my double life. And so one time, Caden did this while we were praying at church. (laughs) So on one of the teams that I serve on at my church, and I will put in a shameless plug right here, I go to the best church on this side of heaven. I go to the Life Church. Um, we have services at 9 and 11.30, Bryce Lane, for those of you who live in Virginia, um, Richmond, Virginia, to be exact. But um, So come hang, come hang out with us Sunday, okay? Um, but anyway, so basically, Caden is like everybody's nephew at church. <laughs> like he's a full-blown church baby, and everyone knows that they can pull on Caden. They yell at Caden. I'm sure somebody done beat Caden before. Like, and I love it because I believe that it takes a village. So they'll tell me what they did to him after they do it to him. And I'm just like, well, you know what? Y'all better be glad y'all got to him first. (laughs) So like they get on him even before I have to get on him. Like it just, it is what it is. And he knows it. But you know how your aunts and uncles, they yell at you. But then they also let you do stuff that typically you wouldn't be able to do also like at the same time so yeah they all do that too (laughs) so one thing that we do of course is we always pray together as a team before we serve on Sundays and this one Sunday somebody then told Caden he could pray now he can pray and he prays really well I just never really know which way his prayers are like gonna go you know so we proceeded and Caden started out really strong and everybody was into it and I'm like yes like yes my baby be hearing me pray like yes he is a prayer warrior (laughs) and then some somehow somehow he brought me up like in the middle of the prayer and he said something in the prayer that I had said at home and suddenly the anointing shifted (laughs) and I heard "Mm, mm, 
and, and snickering. People were snickering along with other sounds in the prayer circle. Now, thank God I did not say anything crazy. And these are my family, so they know me. But I just did not understand why he had to bring me up in this corporate prayer. Like, that was the wrong time. Why y'all, Why you couldn't do that later, you know? Why did he even remember that? That was the question I'm asking. Like, why did he even remember that I said that? Like, and I wanted to look at him and say, why are you bringing up old stuff, bro? <laughs> what benefit was that memory to you? Like, are you trying to pull me down in life? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> but anyway, I'm sure that you can think of someone who does this. And maybe their intent isn't as as harmless as my seven-year-old's was. Maybe they do it to embarrass you on purpose or to shame you or to try to make you feel some kind of way, and you're left asking yourself, and maybe even them, really? Like, what good was it to bring that up in this moment? And I believe that that same energy, the same vibe, the same questions that you ask yourself when people bring up old stuff or stuff that you would rather not relive is the same feeling that God has when you constantly bring up things that you have done in the past. When you bring up your own mistakes and your own shortcomings, I believe with all of my heart, God is saying, let's just talk about this long enough to see what you should have learned from this situation. And after that, I don't want to talk about it anymore. You see, God is not petty. He is not petty like my (laughs) seven-year-old. And he is not petty like that so-called friend or family member who just doesn't want you to progress and evolve. He wants you to grow past what you messed up on. The only way for you to effectively grow past your mistakes is for you to know the character of God. Psalms 103, the whole chapter greatly outlines the character of God when it comes to our mistakes and how and what he feels about them. And I think a lot of times we make mistakes and fall short and we think we have completely messed up our shot at heaven or even a relationship with God. And we completely forget, or maybe we never were taught that the love of Jesus is not something that we can earn anyway. Like, we accept eternal life. We accept the love of Jesus. He freely gives it. (laughs) Like, so if he's freely giving it, you have to know that there's absolutely nothing that we can do to convince him to cancel that love or to take it away. Freely it has been given to us, so freely we should receive it. We should receive it free of guilt. We should receive it free of shame, free of self-sabotage, free of self-doubt. God doesn't love you for what you can do for him. Because the truth of the matter is you can't do nothing for him. He's God. You can't enhance him. You can't make him better. You can't do any of that. He loves you just because of who you are, flaws and all. Now, that does not mean that you should stay in your sin. That doesn't mean that we should stay in our sin. God love, God's love for us and the loyalty that we develop for him, it should compel us in such a way that we simply desire to change bad habits and do away with anything that isn't like him. And we should do this just because we love him in return so much and it's a process to get to that point it really is and once you get there it's not like a one and done type of thing like daily you have to die to your flesh and pick up what he wants you to pick up and lay down what he wants you to lay down every single day you have to wrestle with your habits and you have to wrestle with your thoughts every single day you have to wrestle with cycles that you've gone through and things that you've done for years and years that just may not look like what God really has for you and it may not be things that really make God smile so every single day you have to lay those things down and you have to pick up holiness because it's right and you have to pick up the things that God wants you to pick up because that's what he has for you but the first step to getting to that point is eliminating the self-sabotage. 
So you messed up. You took the job God told you to decline. You cussed that person out. You had sex. You committed the crimes. You told the lie. I could go down the entire list. Whatever it was, I did it. I know I was wrong. Now what? Where do I go from this place? And you may be saying, Nisha, I don't even want to pray because it's about to be mad weird, mad awkward. (laughs) And my best advice for you is to lean into that awkward feeling. Do not avoid God because you made a mistake. He knew you were going to make it. He knew you were going to do it way before you even did it. But there is enough grace to cover your mistake. Listen, ask me how I know, okay? I've done things that I know I wasn't supposed to do. Like, it's one thing to do something and then on the back end of it, you're like, dang, that's crazy. I really wasn't supposed to do that. It's a whole nother thing to know going into a situation. You know daggone well you should not be doing this. You know daggone well you should not be talking to this person. But you do it anyway. Like, God has covered me so many times. So many times. So you really can't ask me how I know. <laughs> Don't let the enemy guilt you into thinking that you can't pray because you messed up. He wants you to think that. He wants you to think that the awkwardness is going to be louder than your prayers. That's a lie. That awkwardness actually is not awkwardness at all. It's conviction. So let me go ahead and just disarm the enemy and stop trying so he can stop trying to make you think that it's awkwardness or he can stop trying to make you think that it's condemnation. No, it's another C word. It's called conviction. And you should have an extra confidence because you feel that actually. Conviction is from God. Shame and condemnation is from the enemy. So when you feel conviction, aka that uncomfortable feeling in your heart, in your gut, in your spirit, that is God gently correcting you. He corrects those that he loves. A good parent, a good parent would not let their child just do them. A good parent is not going to just let their child do whatever they want to do. They're going to correct them. A good parent is going to sometimes let their children make mistakes so that they can learn lessons. But then they will be there to lift them up, pick them up, uh, brush them off, and ask them, okay, what lesson did you learn, right? God corrects those that he loves. He's just being a good parent. Conviction means that he is still with you. Now, when you can go on doing what you know is is not right and you feel nothing, that's when you need to get scared (laughs) because you may have left the presence of God. When you can do something over and over again and you don't feel anything anymore, you don't feel any conviction anymore, and you know it's wrong and you just keep doing it anyway, that's a bad sign. That might mean that you've left the presence of God. Now hear me, he will never leave you, but we can do some things that will cause us to leave him. So my prayer for you is that you would lean into the awkwardness. Repent. And all that means is to turn. All repenting means is to turn. Tell God what you did and why you did it. Bear your heart to him. Like he wants you to do just that so that he can help you pick up those fragmented pieces. And then commit to being intentional about not repeating the same cycle. So how do you know what you have to do? Let's get into how God feels about your mistake now that you know what you need to do. Number one, he forgets them. <laughs> like, you know what you need to do now to stop the cycle. You know what you do, what you need to do now to get past the, oh, God, I made a mistake. Now let's get into how God feels about your mistake. Number one, <laughs> he forgets them. Like, aren't you glad God ain't petty? 
Because, baby, I would be in a world of trouble with my imperfect self. And so would you. But the good thing is he forgets our sins. The Bible tells us that he blots out our transgressions for his own sake and remembers them no more. God is not even attempting to hold on to what you did wrong or bring up old stuff. The payment that he paid on the cross was the one once and for all sacrifice for your mistakes. Like paid in full, baby. Like I know it's hard to wrap your mind around it, but please do not struggle with it because God is not struggling with it. Just accept it. Psalms 103 tells us he does not even deal with us based on our sins. So he doesn't say, okay, Nisha, now we've gone through this before. (laughs) I'm going to give you another chance at this thing, but don't do like you did last time. No, no, he's not like man. He doesn't do that. He doesn't deal with us based on the past. Every encounter is new. Every encounter is fresh. You need to forget. God has already forgot. You need to forget. You keep approaching God shy and awkward because you haven't let go of what you did. But the only person who can judge you has completely forgotten, and he's done it on purpose. (laughs) You need to unlock your own self. At this point, it's self-sabotage. At this point, you're doing it to yourself. You can't put this on God. You keep taking yourself through the situation. You keep replaying what you did and what you should have said and how you should act. You keep doing it yourself. God is not doing it. It's you. God is forgiving you. Now you forgive you. And walk into the free the freedom that grace offers you on a daily basis. Number two, you need to know that God ain't mad at you. God is not mad at you. He's mad about you. And he will hold no expenses in showing you that. You are loved by God in an unbelievable way. Even when you mess up, the Bible tells us he's slow to anger. And he's plentiful in mercy and loving kindness. It takes a whole lot to make God mad. And I don't care what you've done up to this point. Your good news is that you haven't even come close to the making God mad limit. (laughs) Like grace and mercy are following you every day of your life. He is not waiting to expose you. He's not like man. He's not like us. He's not waiting to expose you. He's waiting to love on you and to lovingly help you understand how you can handle this situation better the next time. No matter how many times you've messed up in the past, God's mercy is from everlasting to everlasting. That means it ain't going nowhere. His mercy, like you're drowning in his grace. You're drowning in his mercy. You're drowning in his love and his his forgiveness. It's It's not going anywhere, ever. And neither is his love for you. So there, you messed up. You know you messed up. God knows you messed up. I know you messed up. We know you messed up. <laughs> cool. That's out of the way now. Push that to the side. Guilt off, grace on. It's that simple. That needs to be your prayer. God, help me to take guilt off and help me to put grace on. Help me to walk in grace. Help me to walk in the freedom of the grace that you've given me, God. It's that simple. Whenever those self-sabotaging thoughts come up in your mind, you combat them. You fight back. You know, I teach y'all how to fight. You fight back. And you say, guilt off, grace on. And you grace yourself. It's that simple. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. And I'm just glad that we don't have to stay in that short place. Instead, we can walk in the abundance of his love and his forgiveness. Your purpose has not shifted at all. Let me remind you. Let me tell you that. Your purpose has not shifted. If you just receive him, you can receive it. If you just repent, 
You can receive it. Nothing that he has planned for you, no blessings that he has stored up for you. None of that has been touched just because you made a mistake. If you repent and you just take him at his word and walk in his freedom and his grace and just begin to create a new rhythm for yourself, a new life for yourself in him, none of that stuff has been taken from you. He still has it waiting for you. He just wants you to tap into it. He can't bless you if you keep on cursing yourself. He wants you to forgive you so that you can walk into the fullness of what he has for you. If you just receive him, you can receive all of that. How he sees you has not been altered. He loves you. He loves you more with each new day. And nothing you can do will stop that love or cut it off. And you can't earn more of it either. That's the good thing. It's just lavished on you. That means it's not depending on us. The love of God, the love that he has for us, the favor of God, the mercy of God, it's not anything that we can control. It's just given to us. And we can do nothing to get more. And we can do nothing to cut it off. It's just thrown on us, lavished on us, like globs of it. <laughs> like I couldn't think of a better word other than glob. Because glob just sounds like a lot. And it just sounds messy. And that's just, that's the quantity of love that he smears on your mistakes. Like just in such a messy way, just he just globs it on there, his love and his forgiveness. He smears it on your mistakes and he pours it out on you. I promise you are good. Stop beating yourself up. You are good. I promise. If you hear nothing else that I say, if you don't believe anything that uh, anything else that I say on any other podcast, <laughs> hear me and believe me when I say you are good. And God is not mad at you. He is mad about you. So I want to pray with you. And then we will close. I want to pray with you just to seal this, okay? So will you pray with me? Cool. God, I thank you that your love covers our sins. God, I thank you that you are a great big God who can cover our great big mess ups. Thank you, Lord, that though we may disappoint ourselves, we can never disappoint you. Thank you, God, for your sacrifice because that sealed this thing once and for all. God, your blood covered any mistakes that we would ever attempt to make, Lord God. Your blood covers it all. God, people and religion want us to think that we can, we have to earn your love and that we got to do things for your gift of grace and it's grace. But we know better than that, God. Like I can testify that when I was a ratchet, hot mess pursuing everything but you, your love found me. In my low place, God, you found me. Thank you for a love that reaches God. And I pray that my sister who is listening to this experiences that same love, that same grace, that same redemption, God. That every lie that the enemy has told her is canceled out now in the name of Jesus by this newfound realization of your grace, God. You've forgotten, uh, you've forgotten. help us to forget. You've forgotten what we did. Help us to forget what we did. Help us to forget the sin and to learn the lesson so that we can live a life that outwardly brings you glory, God. Lord, we love you and we receive this new freedom. Help us to walk in it today. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. I hope that you guys have a free day. I pray that you guys have a free week. I pray that your week and your day is free of shame and free of condemnation and free of self-sabotage. And I pray that you are just wrapped up, tangled up, tied up in his grace and his love and his mercy and in his forgiveness. I love you and I will talk to you guys next week.